Hello and welcome to episode 266 of the Waters Wasteland podcast. I'm your host, Weishan, and as usual, I've got Tony with me here today, my favorite co-host. Hey, T, how's it hanging? Well, as of right now, I'm your only co-host, but, you know, we're, we're hiring a bunch <laughs> of new reporters. So as we do, I'm going to try and just scab this off to one of them. But no. uh, <laughs> things are going well, actually. So before we get into it on waterstechnology.com, because many of you might not know that Waters Wavelength podcast is actually, you know, a piece of the Waters Technology podcast. Uh, uh, universe or whatever the free to read <laughs> stuff but if you want the good stuff we got some good stories this week we got um a story on the hidden dangers of using open source machine learning wrappers cybersecurity dangers some good experts talking about the dangers that lick uh that that live in that not licking that that'd be weird um we have a story about SFDR, the ESG uh, uh, regulation in Europe, and how asset managers are struggling to source data and um, and also there's just kind of changing regulations there. We have a story about Google talking about um, how regulators need to kind of clarify some risk guidance for AI models. We have a story about BlackRock and how it's trying mm. to expand Aladdin to uh, its its accounting and data capabilities. And we have a story about uh, DORA, the Digital Operational Resilience Act um, in the European Union, and some of the challenges that exist there. So we got a lot of good stuff this week, uh, and we have a story coming next week about NASDAQ buying Adenza, and Adenza owns Axiom SL and Calypso. Yeah. Uh, but we don't rush, like when there's a news story, we don't rush. We kind of try and take our time and talk to a lot of different people. And by the way, if you have any thoughts on this and you're listening to this podcast, give us, give us a shout. But that's an update about Waters technology. Well, since you gave us that big update, tell us who we mm -hmm. have on the podcast this week. Good, fun little guest here. We have uh, Steve Morton of CJC. I apologize if there's some ambient noise coming um, in the background. Alice is watching some, um, uh, some uh, what do you call it, Japanese um, uh, anime. anime. There you go. And so <laughs> I could have went in a completely different direction. Um, so, yeah, so I apologize if there's some background noise. But no, we have Steve Morton of cjc he's on to talk about virtual reality um and just for just for laughs i pulled up a feature that i remember uh dandy francesco who used to write for us he's now a business insider um this was a story this was the lead of a story that he wrote in january 2017 and it's one of my favorite leads in the history of stories that have been published on water technology in my time here and it goes like this I'm walking on the moon, and to be honest, I'm not that impressed. Don't get me wrong, it's good, but I was expecting a bit more. You see the Earth once from two from twenty from two hundred thirty-eight thousand nine hundred miles away, and you've seen it a million times. And anyway, he's talking about using um, I think it was an Oculus Rift um headset for virtual reality, but that was back in 2017. Steve is on to discuss about how not only is virtual reality coming it is here they're actually they're they are using it right now even for client meetings for um, meetings with uh, users and how if you aren't using it right now 
you should start getting in your quote 100 hours get 100 hours of experience of using um virtual reality because this is kind of the way the the industry is going to move even if in the next few years um and like says like it's it, it, he use a he used a quote from somebody else but you know you want to meet your clients where they're at and if they're in the cloud you want to meet them in the cloud if they're in the metaverse you're going to want to meet them in the metaverse even if the metaverse isn't the name that we use a few years from now anyway that's who we got it's a fun conversation that's cool so when when are we getting headsets so that we can you know meet in the metaverse yeah, i'll I can tell meet you, you in your living bring room that, with that bring dead that up christmas with tree there <laughs> Yes, I still have my Christmas tree up. It's June 15th and we're waiting until July 1st so we can flick on the lights. Hopefully it doesn't catch on fire. People might think I'm joking right now. I swear to God, I have a live, well, it's a dead Christmas tree now <laughs> with lights on it that we still water. And, but yeah, one day um, we'll, we'll convince the powers that be to invest in VR headsets. I don't think it's... What what's the uh, new Apple uh, headsets like fourteen hundred dollars or something like that? I don't think it's going to happen. No, I, soon. I thought it was four. Was it fourteen hundred? I thought it was fifteen. Are you going to really haggle with me over a hundred dollars here right oh, now? Sorry, Shen? sorry. I I actually I I got it wrong. Like I I was thinking of a different number. Actually, I thought you, I thought there was a different number in there because like you Americans usual, like to say 1400 instead of 1004 you know as um, usual you have derailed this conversation so let's just get to the podcast let's do that enjoy bye all right and now i am joined by steve morton um he works at a managed services company called cjc steve thanks for being here um we're going to talk about virtual reality, the metaverse, augmented reality, those kind of things. But first, why don't you just, uh, for the audience that might not know, tell a little bit about what CJC does and uh, what your role is there. Okay, uh, I'm, I've got a few hats at CJC. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, so CJC, as you say, we're a technical managed service provider. We do actually provide non-technical commercial services, but it's all around the market data space, uh, really. So uh, uh, we're, we're quite famous for supporting uh, London Stock Exchange Refinitiv uh, with their RTMDS solution, their hosted RTDS, which does market data distribution from about 22 data centers uh, to about 450 plus clients. And uh, I'm uh, a senior director there, but I'm also a product manager uh, as well. So we're, I help provide the products there. And in terms of the metaverse, it's not really a proposition at CJC. It's just a technology that I'm passionate about, but it has been added to CJC. We do have meetings in there and, and we do collaborate yeah. in there. So. Well, yeah, when we jumped onto this uh, call, so we're we're doing this discussion as we do all of our podcasts on Microsoft Teams. Um, you actually were able to kind of switch over to an avatar of yourself. Right yeah. now, we're just kind of looking at each other. But um, the the technological advancement that we've seen just really since the pandemic, I, you know, it, it's funny how quickly video conferencing itself caught up to the pandemic. You know, Teams wasn't really a thing that we really use at our company. And now it's it's you know I can't imagine not having it um, what, or whether it's Google's um, uh, whatever their version is Slack you know whatever whatever have you so yeah. the technological advancements in just video conferencing has certainly improved 
But why, why do you think it's better to have these um, rather than like teams where you'll have like eight different screens of people kind of that you're looking at? Why have these kind of like metaverse meetings that you've been having during the pandemic, either with your team or with you know clients that you have? Uh, yeah, so uh, the the avatars uh, on Teams came in, I think, at the beginning of May last month, uh, 2023. And, you know, this is one of the, the key things that, you know, Microsoft is obviously one of the world's biggest technology companies, you know, it's a trillion dollar company. Yeah. And they're investing heavily into the metaverse, as are obviously you've just had the Apple announcement. And that kind of collaboration is is going to be a big factor of the uh, the the Vision Pro uh, headset, but you've also got, uh, so you've got Apple, you've got Google, um, and of course, Meta themselves, Facebook. Um, you know, it's all about, you know, these are you know, social media companies. Yeah. So, you know, what the, the kind of like the killer app uh, for a lot of, you know, things is around the social experience. And that's where VR is kind of like the next evolution of, of communication you know you can go right back to you know p- before uh, Alexander Graham Bell made the phone yeah. uh, you know it changed the world and and then so did instant messaging and we saw how instant messaging transformed the capital markets I think it was in the very late 70s and early 80s that Reuters started to add um, chat to uh, a trade mm-hmm. and things like that so so we need to be able to communicate now uh, as great as Zoom or Teams is, it's not quite the same face-to-face experience. And you, you always have it where somebody's saying, hey, I've, you're on mute and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of uh, missing things, which is nonverbal communication. So when you are in, and I think this is one of the things about, uh, I think it's a quote from The Matrix, you know, it, it, you, you can't be explained what the metaverse is or the matrix is, you you have to experience it. And yeah. I think that's one of the big experiences that blows people's mind is where you actually meet somebody else, you meet their avatar, and obviously you're, you've got the headset on, um, you know, the modern headsets have fantastic audio, very good graphics now. And um, the the experience is as close as you can get to actually meeting somebody face to face. You can obviously you can it does hand tracking so you can see your own hands. You can high five. But uh, the spatial audio where if somebody's further away from you, just like in real life, you can't hear them there in the background. As you move close to them, you can hear them. And obviously that virtual office scales as more people join it. Yeah. And uh, you can do a lot of things like and again, you can do these things on on Zoom and Teams, but it is a very, very different experience to have it in in virtual reality. And uh, I think, you know, people have stated, you know, there was the, the World Financial Information Conference last year. And I think the keynote speaker was uh, Kristen Vorspel. And, and she she was talking about how the metaverse is going to help people who are in different countries who need to have face-to-face meetings for long-term periods. Mm-hmm. The metaverse and that social element is important there. And I think that's, you know, where uh, the, on retail banks, you know, things like mortgages, like having, you know, it is a one-to-one experience where you, you're speaking to somebody. And yes, of course, you can do that 
on Zoom or you can do that over the phone. But then, you know, the banks are looking to the metaverse because you want to meet your customers where they are. So yeah. as mass adoption, as people are going to be buying these Apple headsets and these meta headsets, why not meet them as an avatar? Sure. Um, yeah, well, you know, so when I've used um, kind of virtual reality before, I can definitely see because like you put these um, and there's there's a difference between virtual reality and augmented reality. And we can certainly get into that in a little bit. But like when you when you when you have kind of headsets on or whatever, um, you know, you kind of feel like you're there in in the space. It's, you know, like with video games, you know, you feel like you're actually there. Um, and so there it's a little bit more personal, I guess, you know, when you're having a meeting, I would I would assume. Is it something where for me, the thing that I can't get over is you know kind of this, this these avatars like you know it, it feels cartoonish to me it feels like i'm not in the real world in some ways that i am in a video game it's hard to kind of have for me it's hard to have a serious conversation but is that something where i'm just gonna have to kind of get over that, that i'm just kind of like an old person kind of stuck in his ways you think and and i'm sure there are plenty of people that are listening that are going to be similar to me that are like i don't know man this is this is too weird for me the, the technology uh, which it's built upon, like, you know, I think the key thing which has changed is the fact that these headsets have these fantastic mobile processors. You know, the, the VR uh, experience used to have to be powered by a very powerful computer. So uh, now they're completely standalone. And, you know, these mobile processors are getting more and more powerful all the time. So, but the technology it stands, you know, the most popular headset in the world is the the MetaQuest 2. Um, you know, it does have limitations still. And um, so they've had to kind of make conscientious decisions on how the avatars are going to look. And when you have that uh, very photo real type avatar, it has like a bit of the uncanny valley, as it's yeah. known, like uh, like some of the old CGI movies, like the the Polar Express. It it it, it, it it's worse. The cartoony works quite well. But what's been happening in the world is is AI and deep learning techniques. And so, uh, you know, you can go on and you can look at uh, go to YouTube and look at, you know, the future avatar. And it is going to be powered by AI. It's going to be powered by deep learning. They're already using these techniques. So uh, things which couldn't have been done a, a couple of years ago with these headsets are being done now. But the 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 avatars will very, very much look very, very real. And I, I do think there's an element to VR. Like, you know, mobile phones used to be, you know, if you were in a coffee shop, you know, 20 odd years ago with a mobile phone, you would generate stairs. And then when you had a hands-free kit, you would generate stairs and 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 stand-up comedians used to, it was part of their act where they were talking about those sort of things. And 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 VR is going to go through that. You're going to see somebody in a coffee shop putting a headset on and and it's going to be a bit strange. Uh, well, it's kind of like well, Google it, Glass a little a little while back, yeah. right? People would kind of you'd give looks at like people wearing the Google Glass. Yeah. But, you know, that's going to normalize. But then also you will normalize, you know, as I said, going back to the uh, the Microsoft avatar, you will see that as a normal part of your day. Somebody will choose to join a, a meeting in virtual reality as their avatar. Somebody might be coming from a, a Quest 2 or a Quest 3 or the Vision Pro device. Or they may not be having any VR at all. They just don't want to have the camera on, but they want to have their avatar there. 
And, um, you know, this is where it will normalize as well. But again, they're going to be much, much different avatars in the next few years. Uh, very, very realistic. And uh, when when you when you were given. So uh, for those that don't know, it's actually available on YouTube um, and we'll link to it. Um, but you gave a presentation at FISD in the Netherlands, correct? Yeah, it's in uh, Utrecht at Rabobank. Yeah, yeah. And. You had mentioned that at WIFIC, um, Christian Hoxine from LCG and what was it, Shai Popet from um, yep. Six, that they had been talking about, you know, AR, VR, and kind of how this is a real thing. So the conversation is certainly ramping up amongst capital markets firms. It's not just, it was funny because I was looking at our first article. Um, we wrote a feature on uh, called uh the reality of virtual reality vr's future and financial services and for it um uh dan uh our reporter back then uh interviewed uh stuart uh riley who's still at city he's been there for 16 years and sean ralka uh 21 years at fidelity investments and how they were already this is back in 2017 how they were kind of experimenting and looking at you know vr and for them a little bit more on the ar side but it goes to show that the conversation has been happening for a while, but I don't know if there's been much movement in the capital markets and financial services. Um, you know, five years later, six years later, we're still kind of having these conversations about this being the future. Can you maybe for somebody that has used those big clunky Oculus headsets or something like that, I'm sure you've done a little bit of research into, or at least reading on it, but like the Apple Vision Pro, yeah. What is kind of the value proposition? What ha is that kind of evolution that that headset brings to your Oculus, then to your Quest, and now to this kind of next iteration? Um, well, I think for me with the the Apple, like one one thing I think is that Apple's always been able to take technology, and they're you know great product managers. You know, the home computer ex existed before the Mac and MP3 players before the iPod. And, you know, people had email and apps on phones before the iPhone. But they were able to just make it look cosmetic and something you'd want, you know, be to look cool wearing or using to be seen with. But also the, the interface was very organic. And I think that's one thing which a lot of people criticize a lot of headsets at the moment is that the menu system is... A, you know, it's it's a bit hard to use, whereas Apple, they seem to be using their, you know, what what works for the Mac and what's work for, works for the iPad and the, the iPhone, that's going to be into the Vision uh, Pro. So I think that's going to be one of the key impressive things. Now, the thing about VR, although I talked about standalone and it's great, I can walk around, I could take it to hotels with me and uh, and I can use it from anywhere. The, the truth is a lot of the experience are sit-down experiences. You are sitting down and and to me that Vision Pro is essentially, you know, you can have a decision such, I need a new Mac, I need a new iPad Pro. You now have the option of buying this Vision Pro, which is essentially going to be a Mac that you can wear. And this is where you will see people in the coffee shop putting a virtual headset on them. But what they're actually bringing in is they will have the augmented reality. They'll have, they'll be able to have as many screens as they want at that coffee table. And they'll be doing exactly what they do on a normal Mac and, you know, typing away, writing emails, using Photoshop, you name it. And they're just having that experience, but they're not needing to take a laptop everywhere. 
they're just yeah. taking uh, a headset. So I think that's where they're going to be gunning for a little bit. And, and I think some of the most impressive stuff I saw really was the Disney Plus presentation, which is, you know, again, using augmented reality, but watching movies, entertainment and the social element. And I think this is a really important moment around mass adoption because that's what I think a lot of people are waiting for now with the metaverse is that mass adoption. So again, you know, Apple, Microsoft, Meta, these are companies spending billions on this. You know, this is something they're going to make happen. It's something they're deploying and they're, they're, they're shrewdly investing in. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and so, you know, when, people buy the, the quest three i do think that what's going to happen is that, that people will be giving away their quest two it's just going to be like you know an iphone 14 iphone 15 I, every year there's going to be a new headset and so there'll be and apple are actually bringing out a second headset already and there's a, a much cheaper version of it so uh, suddenly there's about 10 million uh, quest twos out there apparently uh it's been tracking with the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox, uh, when the Quest 3 comes out, those are still very, very high-powered shelf life, good good shelf life on those. They're just going to be given around. So yeah. that's it's not going to be about who's buying the Quest 3. It's about who's getting the Quest 2. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where I think you're going to see a lot of numbers of people having it, a lot more normalization. And this is where people say, right, the customers are there now. Let's give them applications. Maybe walk through. So for our listeners, I'm sure like people that you talk to, you know, clients of CJC or even people that came up to you at FISD after the presentation. For you, you'd on during the presentation, you had uh, kind of brought up uh, market data, kind of a market data feed. I think it was a fact set data, maybe definitive data that was kind of streaming through. And you noted that uh, it was the use of the cloud to provide information to these headsets. That that's also kind of a game changer. It, you know, as the processing power improves, you'll be able to actually really kind of stream real-time market data, things like that. How should, if if a manager right now is thinking about the future of kind of communications and then the future of just, I guess, workstation interfaces, what are some of the things that they should be thinking about right now as it pertains to vr and ar like what are kind of the things that maybe they should be don't just be an old man you know tilting at windmills like myself <clears throat> be proactive what what should they kind of be thinking about about how things will kind of slowly change over the coming years i think just before i answer that um you know one thing about the headsets is they are getting much smaller so the uh, they've got pancake lenses and and so on but what you can already do is you you can take a lot of technology out of these headsets mm -hmm. and so one a couple of things are coming in obviously you've got smart cities 5g very fast access to internet you've got wi-fi 7 coming out so quite a lot of the technology comes out of the headset and actually moves to the mobile phone mm -hmm. so your mobile phone will be sitting in your pocket and it will be powering quite a a small sized pair of glasses which you can use to access your computer and 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 so on. Uh, one of the other key things which are happening, it's not been deployed yet, but Microsoft 365 is mm -hmm. coming out. It's going to be uh, pushed out, and again, that's along with uh, Microsoft Intune, which you know locks that headset or that appliance, that VR uh, 
appliance right down and so it can be packaged and you can deploy builds on it. Uh, so if you've got Windows uh, or a, a Mac and you're using it as a PC, you through the headset, you can obviously you can put Word on there, Excel and and so on. So, you know, your mobile phone and there's a lot of people in the world who've got Bloomberg on their mobile phone. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know uh, Alseg have apps and there's, you know, lots of different market data applications on smartphones. It's just making that application for the headset. Now, obviously, you can just lift and shift. You could just take something like Alseg Workspace or, or the Bloomberg Terminal or FactSet and just lift and shift it. But then you've got the ability of having unlimited screens. You don't, you, the desktop real estate could be, all around you and you've also got the fact that everything's in 3d mm -hmm. and you can um so uh, a lot of the uh, collaboration apps the, the 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 where people meet to do work they're actually used by product managers so they're designing you know engines and uh, you know mugs uh, branding and things like that so there's no reason why market data couldn't be just taken to the next level with it you know you could have you know uh, uh, work you you can have it where the, the graphics is still such an important thing to see you know the, the candlestick uh, graphs and things like sure. that the classic um there's no reason why that couldn't be brought out so you could you know it's it's something you can play with you can you can manipulate with your hands there could be corporate information uh some you know which you could look at a product like bring a car out the new car the new designs and you can see it in a different way you can interface with that data so and i'd always say to anybody you know get that headset on you know and there's a big thing that people are pushing at the moment spend 100 hours in vr right spend yep. 100 hours in it um like it or not but these things are going to be coming out you know they're, they're you know you're getting it if you like it or not yeah. some to, to some extent you will have customers you will have people asking for it so do the 100 hours in vr and start you you'll very quickly start to get the ideas of what you can do with it with a market data terminal i guess then to finish up then from a more philosophical perspective you sound like you know you're you're very you're a techie you know you you like to to toy around with new gadgets um since the pandemic's happened i think a common challenge for any manager myself included is you know kind of this working remotely working in an office you know how do you keep team cohesion together how do you make sure that you know people you know that that you don't feel kind of separated and you know kind of on an island you know how do you kind of create that community uh, somebody that is i would think pro vr would think this is actually a great thing it's a way to kind of really kind of make it feel like you're there in person with somebody else who might be across the world um some people might think, you know, it's, it's almost a bit dystopian that, you know, we're just never going to meet people again, that we're just going to be, you know, coffee shops that no longer talking to one another face to face, that it's just, you know, we're, we're moving, technology is moving people further and further apart. How do you, from a philosophical perspective, look at kind of managing the team, working with coworkers, working with clients? You know, you obviously, I don't think, take a dystopian view of this. You, you're, you think this is going to help 
um, I, I would think in the collaboration and in communication. Yes. Yes, I do. Like, you know, but I also think that everything is, you know, you, you move backwards from a, a face to face meeting, you know, a face to face meeting is is the ultimate. Right. You know, yeah. VR is not going to replace a face to face meeting in the same way Zoom didn't beat a face-to-face -face meeting but you you start to move back and then it's the options you have at your disposal and of course you 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 have as hybrid working I know there's a lot of focus a lot of banks are bringing people back to the office now but there's some people they've people have been hired in other regions you know and and I know a lot of companies in the capital markets who through the pandemic have taken the ability to use the hybrid model to hire people not necessarily in a key financial location and so you know they are expected not to to work from home so you will have a meeting and there will be people dialed in and uh, now again this is where the option comes in is like do you have to have them dialed in now if everybody and more and more people have this technology and again, it's going to be a lot smaller. We're not, I'm not talking about people wearing headsets. Yeah. They're wearing a pretty normal pair of glasses, which is connected to either the cloud or a Wi-Fi 7 phone. Yeah. And there's no reason why you could have three people in a meeting room and you can see all three people. But one of those people is or, or another person's there who you can all see, but that person is a photo real avatar. Yeah. as it were and you're not wearing these big bulky headsets these would be something very similar to a normal pair of glasses and that's what's going to happen in the next few years but it, it's just finding the balance and you know collaboration is so important and this is where a lot of companies are trying to just bring in that 100 hours in vr getting people aware of it and getting their ideas going because then you can start factoring it in because you if your customers are going to be in the metaverse, you need to be in the metaverse. So you need to get, you know, the passionate people to, to start using it, embracing yeah. it. And it will just become normal in the same way Zoom became the new normal. Yeah. And it's finding that balance. But again, I'd never say it's going to replace a face-to-face -face meeting. Yeah, it's like you said um, during your, your talk at FISD, you were quoting somebody else, but saying, you know, that you have to, I'm paraphrasing, but you essentially have to meet customers where they are. And yeah, it's if they're moving the to the metaverse, yeah. you can't be like, no, we don't like that. You're going to, it's just where if it's moving there, you got to at least, you don't want to be on the back foot. You want to be at least experimenting, at least getting yourself familiarized with it. So it doesn't completely catch you off guard when your customer says, hey, meet me there. Yeah, I, that was Roland Anderson from uh, Parameta, and uh, Roland will be happy for me to because I asked him if I could use that quote. And uh, but he was talking about the cloud. He yeah. was talking about why are Parameta in the cloud, and the answer simple: the customers are there. So we it, we have an obligation as a company to meet our clients where they are. So if it's the cloud, if if it's in Equinix, or if it's in the metaverse, you need to meet your customers. And obviously. You know, in, in a market data perspective, that's slightly different. It's getting market data to applications and and so on. But, you know, in a retail world, like, again, you know, mortgages, you know, you need to have a mortgage advisor meeting a client as an avatar to somebody who wants to use the headset. And again, if you've got clients who use the metaverse and as it's becoming more mainstream it's just be a choice like you know shall we use teams shall we use zoom shall we meet face to face or shall we sit and have a few hours brainstorming in a virtual office in the metaverse
Yeah. It'll just be a choice. It'll just be a choice. All right. Well, Steve, uh, fascinating stuff. I appreciate taking the time, walking myself through it, and obviously our Waters Wavelength podcast. Thanks for the time today. Great stuff. Thank you.